Hello, everyone. Inside a very special 1,000th episode of Locked on Canadians, I'm going to yell and scream, just like the other 999 episodes. All that and more inside today's show. You are Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Locked on Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more because right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We are, of course, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where you get your team for free every single day of the week, wherever you get your daily podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, or on youtube.com. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba. And uh, most of you have stuck through this. You know what this intro is, and you know why today is a special episode, because this is episode 1000 of Locked On Canadians, and it was shaping up to be a really fun double-length mailbag episode And then Brendan Gallagher went and threw an elbow her around the world and made everything worse. We will get to that. Trust me in this, but I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to my co-host for a second here. Laura, things were great in this Habs (laughs) Isles game. And then they suddenly weren't. And there was a lot of yelling in our group chat about what was going on at this point. I think there was a lot of yelling in our group chat. There was a lot of yelling in Montreal. There was a lot of yelling on the internet. There was a lot of yelling in Long Island. There was just a lot of yelling on period. Long Island. It's on, on Long, Long Island. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I get you stand up. online like a bunch of weirdos when you're on Long, on Long Island, on as Long I've Island. learned. Anyways. Um, either way, <laughs> uh, it Honestly, like we were talking about how Brendan Gallagher ruined our party, uh, but also he just he kind of really didn't need to do that. Yeah, we were gonna, we're going to get to Gallagher's hit in the second segment because there's a whole lot to discuss around that as a whole. I want to start off on a good note with this episode because coming into this game against the Islanders, the Canadians had not played well in a, over a week at this point. Their last good game was against the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, blown out by the Senators, blown out by the Bruins, blown out by the Senators. That's three straight games after a a good run of form. So it has become, well, what's going on? Can they get right? And they did everything right to start this game. I thought the Habs looked great. They jumped out to a 3-0 lead very quickly. They scored at 4-on-4, a really nice pass, where all five players on the ice or all the players on the ice touched the puck, leading to a goal. You had a a Mike Matheson set up for Sean Monaghan and another great goal. The team was playing well, and they were up 3-0, and they were cruising through that first period. And it looked like, good, this is exactly the rebound they needed. Samuel Montembeau looked really solid in net. The team itself looked a lot smarter and more efficient than they had in the games last week. And then some of the wheels came off 
a little bit in that you have players taking penalties, taking high sticking calls, things that could have gone a lot better. And I'm looking at the scoring sheet here with Suzuki, then Caulfield, then Monaghan. Samuel Montembeau got an assist on the power play goal. And then Nick Suzuki's was on a power play at the, at the start of the game. All five players touched the pucks. Uh, Caulfield's at five on five. Monaghan's on the power play. Efficient. And then the wheels kind of fell off. They allowed a power play goal early in the second period when I believe it was Jake Evans got called for holding the stick while on a shorthanded rush, five on three, Bo Horvat scores. And then the Canadians played their shell game and Samuel Montembeau was playing well. And they know it doesn't work. And the thing is, it was okay. Like they were at least getting the puck out. And then Brendan Gallagher went and did something stupid, got himself ejected, gave the Islanders a five minute power play where the Canadians, God bless them, did as about as well as you could hope, allowed two power play goals in the 3-3 game. Goals. Just the minute Kyle Palmieri scored, I go, Samuel Montembeau, if they lose this game, can walk right back into that locker room, and he could just start attacking Brendan Gallagher, and I don't think anybody would blame him for that. The game's twists and turns did not end there. The Islanders, with all the momentum on the world on their side right now, then go the other way. Pierre Engvall with another brutal turnover. Mike Mike Johnson was beside himself. <laughs> turns it over. Caulfield to Anderson. Anderson misses his chance for a shot. Turns it into a pass to Sean Monahan, who goes bar down. It's a 4-3 game. Still not out of the woods yet. There's another two minutes to play here, and it is Samuel Montembeau against the world. Bo Horvat ring. <laughs> the Habs somehow come away with a regulation win. They had they gave up 46 shots on goal, admittedly. Most of them on that power play. Exactly. In that this was a game where the Canadians were playing about as well as you could hope, and then they were not. The two periods they spent all that time on the penalty kill. Uh, they had single-digit shots. They ended the game with 26 shots overall. It was uh, less than desirable. And Laura, I'm going to let you take some thoughts here because I'm going <laughs> to natural stat trick because I want to check in on the over-under we set in yesterday's episode. All right. So real quick, uh, I know we've already gone through this, but... I mean, okay, Scott is making a face, but I will say my piece before <laughs> so then Scott doesn't get yelled at by the listeners for a lot and for not letting me talk. Um, this is something, honestly, the first first little while I thought, okay, they're building back up. Even if they hadn't won the game, as we talked about yesterday, if they had played really, really well, if they had started to get some good habits back, if they weren't uh, unraveling at the drop of, the hat, of a hat, um, I would have thought it to be very positive and I and I did to be fair I did it was really the Brendan Gallagher hit that took the wind out of their sails yes they were kind of retreating a little bit into uh what we've seen them do when they allow goals when they allow other teams to claw their way back into games uh we have talked about this being a theme over the course of the past season uh they go up and sometimes they'll go up by like four or five goals and then allow the other team back in uh they tend to win those in overtime uh but in this case obviously they held on and won in regular but I will say that for the most part of this game, I did feel like they were building back up. They were leaving that loserness behind. <laughs> I don't know how else to call it. Like, uh, you know, I, I hate when people say, oh, this team has a loser mentality or a winning mentality. I don't like that. Like, I, I feel like as 
elite uh, like athletes, they always have winning mentalities. They just do it incorrectly sometimes. Um, and it felt like this time they were starting to do it correctly again. Uh, and I think that hit was complete. Like it was so unnecessary. Like where did it, what were you doing? Like, like, where did it come from? You know, I, like, I have no idea. Anyway, uh, all of this to say is that we are going to talk a little bit uh, later on uh, about Brendan Gallagher a little more. Uh, we're going to play the how many games game uh, game show, uh, as one of our listeners put it. But Scott, you were making some faces. So <laughs> go for it. So we set the over under on an expected goals for percentage of 35% for this game. For the game or for the Suzuki Anderson? The line? Suzuki Caulfield Anderson line for the entire yes. game. This is yes. all at five on five. Yes. Laura, did they hit the under or the over? I'm just going to say the under. Can you guess what their percentage was? Um, so we'd set it at 30. I said under. Uh, 17? 2.57%. What? I didn't know the numbers could go that low. For To bring <laughs> everything in, <laughs> to bring everything into perspective here, the Slavkovsky, Monaghan, Armia line that played the least at 5-on-5 five five had an expected goals for percentage of 91. What? The fourth line of Pizzetta, Condotta, Harvey, Pinard, 63, almost 64%. Pearson, Evans, Gallagher, 57%. Uh, not to belay the point that we brought up in yesterday's episode, the line Josh doesn't Anderson work. Josh Anderson is ruining Nick Suzuki's life. <laughs> Josh Anderson is ruining Nick's is ruining Nick Suzuki's life. And the thing is, on the shifts where Slavkovsky was still out there, or they had an early change and he got out there and Anderson went off, the line looked good. When it was Anderson out there, reprehensible crap. Uh, <laughs> just not to belay, not to belay the point. Yeah, it's the reprehensible crap line is what I'm calling it from now on. But not to belay the point, but it's only the second of the... Marnie needs to stop trying to make fetch happen. Yes, it's not somehow not the ugliest thing we saw in this game. Uh, Coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about whatever Brendan Gallagher was doing on that elbow and the likely fallout that is to come from that. And that's all coming up next. But first, we are all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You don't need to search. You need to match. And you can do that with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you're going to need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Back when I was looking for a new job, I went through Indeed. I would upload my resume, all of my skills, everything, and immediately start finding people who are a match for me, who are looking for candidates like myself. It is the easiest and simplest way to find exactly what you are looking for. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs even more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about them on this podcast, Locked On Canadians. That's indeed.com slash locked on because when you need to hire, you need Indeed. And as I said off the top of the show, it's also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
the NFL championship round is here. The AFC and NFC championships are this weekend, but there is still plenty of time to get in on the action now because right now new customers getting $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. You can go through live same game parlays. Go through the bets tab and find something that catches your eye or visit the parlay hub and find the most popular parlays amongst users right now. And when you win big, you can cash out immediately on an app that, app that is safe, secure, and easy to use. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and us here at Locked On. All right, so we originally had planned to do a double-length mailbag for this, our 1,000th episode of Locked On Canadians, which I was going to have confetti and like throw it in the air, but we have people coming to clean the house tomorrow, and I didn't feel like cleaning it up as well. Uh, and then <laughs> Brendan Gallagher went and just did the dumbest thing I've ever seen a man do since the last time I saw someone in the NHL do something extremely stupid. They were at a point that there was about seven and a half minutes left, I believe about 7.48 left in the game. Adam Pellick is exiting the Islanders' defensive zone. He's carrying the puck into center ice. Brendan Gallagher is coming up to meet him, trying to slow him down, whatever like it looks like. As Pellick kind of braces for a hit, Brendan Gallagher gets his elbow in position and drives up and into the head. He's not chicken-winging it out like Jacob Truba, but he's clearly leading with the point of his elbow, and he blindsides Adam Pellick, puts him on the ice immediately, plays stopped, Jake Evans, God bless him, gets in front of Gallagher like a bodyguard because all the Islanders are coming at him. Because why wouldn't you after that? Oh, that's the thing is, if I were an Islanders fan, which surprisingly in my mentions have been surprisingly chill about this entire thing, despite the fact that this is one of the most blatantly dirty hits I've ever seen. Officials go, they review it to check to see, did he catch him in the head or was it he hit him in the chest and it's you know, kind of driving through follow through to see if it's a game misconduct match penalty. They assessed him a five minute penalty for checking to the head. Uh, I haven't looked at Twitter to see if he has a meeting. I am almost certain he's going to have a hearing before too long here. Uh, the Islanders, as we talked about, scored twice on that five minute power play across the board, egregious and not a hit that needed to be made. And Laura, you and I have both watched Brendan Gallagher for over a decade at this point, is that he's a guy who plays hard. He plays physically, likes to get to the net and kind of be a pest. We've never seen him throw a hit like this in his career, but at the same time, inexcusable, absolutely inexcusable in that this was not a game where the, they were targeting your players and you're trying to even or yourself. score. It's just, I've never seen anything like it because everyone's like, what is he doing? Like, this what's, is... what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Like, is he like, is he trying to stay in Montreal? He heard on the trading block. And, and this is the thing, like this season, we have talked so much about how Brendan Gallagher is doing the most with what he has. We know he's like, he's played a very physical game throughout his career. He's getting older. He makes too much money. Uh, you know, we've criticized him so much. And this year we're like, all right, he's trying to do the most with what he's got. It's not like he's checked out. And then he does this. Like, I don't, I, I truly don't understand where it came from. And so this is uh, our friend Brady Piercy on Twitter, who's like, welcome to the world famous game show. How many games? And uh, Scott 
Do you have any updates? Were you checking? Because what I was doing I earlier am, when you were talking about FanDuel was checking the parlays. <laughs> I am currently checking, not the parlays. I'm just checking to see if there is uh, any update, if he's going to have a hearing or not. As of right now, there is I'm nothing. I'm sure he will. He, here's the thing. If he doesn't, I, I, I will just stop and record a bonus episode and be like, what are we <laughs> even doing here? There's nothing right now, but a hit like that that caused deliberate injury out of nowhere without any i don't premeditation is the wrong word because premeditation wouldn't would you know he said without he was any incitement Ex- i think that's it because this isn't a game where it's like oh they've been fighting back and forth and you know he gets ejected he's going to get a couple of games this person's going to get a couple of games this and that it's just out of nowhere and it was just blatantly dirty it's not like this is oh you know he went to go do this and caught him or it was unfortunate circumstances. This is, he went to hit him in the head and he did. Uh, people are going to point out, Brendan Gallagher, I believe, doesn't have a suspension history. He, it's, this is to not excuse He has a he history of people thinking he's dirty because he's a pest though. Yeah, like going to the net is one thing where it's like, this guy's annoying as hell. Absolutely agree. If I, he wasn't on my team, I'd, I'd be sick of him too. I, a lot of people are sick of him after this. This is a this is a kind of hit that should get you an in-person hearing, which I believe is five plus games guaranteed. Because you are in person and have a chance to argue your case. Yes. Anything less than three games, I think, is a just kind of a, a miscarriage of justice in this case, because there's no reason for this hit. This should be it. the exact thing you should be get trying to get out of the game. Yeah. And we've talked about George Peros and everything on this, but if it's not at least three games, I'm going to be stunned, which means I'm probably, I shouldn't probably be upset. Gonna be stunned. Not in a good way. I would <laughs> love to be stunned in a good way for this. Though it also now opens up the door is if he gets hit with like eight games as a first time offender, is that the standard? That's an entirely other devil's advocate thing here. What do you think he's going to get here? Because I, I think he's going to get at least four games and he should get at least four games, but I am bracing myself for it to be something way dumber than that. And it to be almost nothing at all. Like a $5,000 fine. You mean? Oh, I swear to God. If it's a five, if they just fine him, do not threaten violence on the show, Scott, they know who you are and where to find you. I'm not going to threaten violence. I was just going to say, just abolish the, the department of player safety because it shouldn't exist at that point. Then, and I honestly most... feel like they're going to give him two games. <sighs> Which is it just... It feels like that's what they're going to do. Oh, man. It's going to be a real fun Friday around Habs Twitter. And here's the thing is, every Habs fan I've seen, there hasn't been anyone defending this. Which is how you because know a hit so is blatant. bad. That's never stopped so anybody from not defending things before. You've been on the internet. Um, I've been a Habs fan for a very long time. Yeah, um... it's... I, and the thing is, this was a game where the Canadians should have been able to coast to a win here. And they got a miracle out of Samuel Montembeau and Sean Monaghan. And we've talked a lot about a young team going through growing pains. Martin St. Louis said, we played with fire a bit too much tonight, which is underselling this by a lot. <laughs> but I look at this and I go, Brendan Gallagher is one of those players. He wears a letter on his jersey every game. He is one of those veterans who's been here through everything. You were supposed seen to a lot of things, right? He's seen a lot of his teammates be on the receiving end of hits like that. 
and that's the thing is that you were supposed to be a guide, a leader here. If Michael Pozzetta threw that hit, I'd be like, that's him trying to make an impact and try to keep his lineup spot and, you know, show that he belongs here. You're Brendan Gallagher. You wear an A for the Montreal Canadiens. You are a leader on this team. And tonight, you let this team down. You you almost failed this city in a lot of ways here. You handed the Islanders the game on a platter. You're just lucky that they botched it worse than the Canadians did. And I think that's the most disappointing part. A guy who bleeds for this franchise, literally and figuratively, doing something that is so wounding to them when they desperately needed a win to get themselves back. And he endangered that. And that's why I'm upset. You're you're expecting two games. I'm expecting three to four. I guess we'll find out. This should be about as cut and dry as it should as it could be. This should be over wanna, by tomorrow. Yeah, I want to be clear though. Um, I'm expecting the NHL to give him two games, but that's not what I think he should get. I you and I both agree it yeah. should be more. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just that I, I've been a fan of this league for a very, very long time, and I've seen a lot of this stuff. And I just think it's it's going to be two games, and it's going to be... That's when you're going to get the Islanders fans being upset. Um, Here's the thing is, we didn't pick the suspension. We both think he should get at least five plus for this, which... Uh, it was just so blatant and purposeful and unnecessary. Like, it's not like it happened, like, in the heat of a fight or something. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, one of those questionable, like, this guy didn't have his head up or whatever. He literally blindsided the guy. He had no idea he was coming. He was bracing himself for a hit. And, it like, it just, like, the action. Like, you could see the action of him throwing it up. Yeah. And now we just, we play the wait and see game. We find yes. out how the NHL is going to disappoint us this time. Uh, not to make a sharp turn out of this, but it is episode <laughs> 1000. We do want to end on a good note. We've got some reminiscing to do. We've got some mailbag questions about just this show in general and so much more. And that's all coming up next. But first, passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die vehicle alive. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from supercharger to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber you're not burning cash and with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win so keep your ride or die vehicle alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers we are back it is episode 1000 of locked on canadians uh i have Somehow been angrier than I was anticipating for this episode, which is thanks, Brendan, you and your ever growing 30 something year old bald spot. Uh, appreciate that. But before we did anything else, we got some mailbag questions that we want to dive into. We had a lot of actual other questions too that Laura's going to handle next week while I'm away. We had planned to do this episode as a double length mailbag, have a lot of fun with it. And then a whole bunch of stupid things happen because that's always what happens on this show is we have the best intentions in the world and things kind of go sideways. But uh, as we hit episode 1000, I am extremely lucky to have the best co-host in the world. Someone who makes it very easy to do a thousand episodes of a daily podcast <laughs> about a hockey team that has been good 
what one of the two years that or one of the four years that we've been covering them. We went to one um, Stanley Cup final. Uh, oh, we had the COVID bubble. So year and a half out of the four years we've done this podcast. Uh, they've been a lottery team the rest of the time, and it has made covering a frustrating, maddening franchise all the easier. Uh, I could be so lucky that if I were to ever leave this show and try to do podcasting, to find someone half as good as Laura is as my co-host. And I am extremely lucky. And to all of our listeners who have stuck with us from me fighting with audacity on my first ever episode <laughs> where it took me six hours to edit things to now. Uh, thank you so much. Your support is humongous for us. And we're going to continue to be your standout Montreal Canadians podcast here on the lockdown podcast network, just to please the, the overlords here with that. <laughs> Um, I did want to say though, because for this episode, we had been planning to get a guest and I promise you it's good. Um, it's just that, you know, when you're a little podcast and you, the guest is like literally a huge shining sun star or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit hard to coordinate. Uh, so in honor of our 1000th episode, we are still planning to get you that guest and please, please, please continue to send us your guesses as to who it is. I always get amused reading them. I think uh, maybe one person has hit on it so far or two uh, in the past uh, little while. Uh, so we're gonna we're working really hard. We're gonna make it happen. You're gonna get a bonus episode of a guest interview that is in honor of our 1000th episode together. Um, in the meantime, I we have some mailbag questions about this, this 1000th episode, uh, but I did wanna thank Scott uh, so for those of you who haven't been here since the beginning, we were recruited by a podcasting network, the Lockdown Podcast Network. And um, when I was asked who I would want to work with as my co-host, I said Scott. And there has not been a single episode in the 1000 episodes that I have ever regretted saying that. Um, and I have always expected to work well together but uh we've become really really close friends in the past few years uh, i believe that if we continue until september 30th scott we will have done five years of the show together um but the haves need to give us something to say because i really want to cover a good team we covered the most fun a most unexpected stanley cup run but I would like to cover some good games. I would like to cover a time when the Canadians are the team to beat or a team to beat at least. Um, so please hurry up, Kent Hughes. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm getting really old uh, and tired. Uh, but at the same time, like I do, I do want to thank our listeners from the bottom of my heart. Uh, as a lot of people who have tried it will know, podcasting is not as easy as it seems. Uh, and doing so many episodes while you have a full-time job. And both Scott and I have progressed like astronomically in our careers since the day we started this podcast. Uh, so our lives have changed a lot. Um, Scott is now engaged uh, and uh, <laughs> he's got he's got a wedding to save up for. Uh, so please click on the ads and then go back and click on them again. Um, but at the same time, like, I honestly, I, I don't know what I would do, um, if I didn't have you guys to talk to, uh, every single day about this team, because being a Habs fan is hard, being a podcaster is hard, but the listeners make it worth it. 
we are braver than the troops. And that is my <laughs> stance on this podcast. Uh, Laura, do you have some of those mailbag questions pulled up? So we're going to take in, we're going to dive into some of those. And before we wrap up the show here, we wanted to have a little bit of fun and thank everybody. I know that we always do our best to try and thank you, but it, your support is like next level from uh, making fun of the coward Mark Shifley to the Habs fan mood board to uh, Scott eats something disgusting because he hates himself, apparently. Something I should unpack <laughs> with a therapist at some point. Uh, but we're not going anywhere, not anytime soon. I can promise you that. Uh, what do we have in the mailbag, Laura? So this episode is going to run a couple of minutes longer than usual, just because I want to get through some of these. I want to shout out Dan Saracini, uh, who is honestly one of the nicest guys literally in the world, uh, who congratulated us on our 1000th episode. Uh, every single person who's been there, whether you've been there since episode one or episode 500 or episode 800, uh, we want to thank you all. Um, so I do have a lot of mailbag questions related to hockey, which as Scott mentioned, I will be doing next week because I do have a couple of solo shows, but I also have guests. We're going to talk trade deadline. We're going to talk about draft. It's a Habs bye week so we can have some fun. So make sure you are tuning into those episodes, even though Scott is not here. Uh, all right. So, um, one episode from Randy Hanson, <laughs> one question from Randy Hanson. Uh, it's been fun following along. How long do you hope to carry on? Uh, I think there will be a day when we will know it's time to pass on the mental. I'm not there yet. I know Scott is like kind of always thinking about whether or not uh, he should continue. I'm also always thinking that. But at the end of the day, like I feel like at this moment in time, there's nothing I would rather do than this podcast. So uh, we will be here for a little bit at least. Uh, and then we'll know. Everybody will know it's time. Everybody like will know. The listeners will know. We'll know when it's time to move on. Um, and then we have a question again from Randy Hansen. What has been the best unexpected benefit from doing the podcast for you? I think when we were in Montreal for the draft in that we had random listeners just coming up to us at events or just out on the street when we were hanging out being like, I listen to you guys every morning. It's, it's such a wild thing to have that happen when you're not used to it is that I just kind of think of this as, you know, this is our little podcast that we kind of do. I'm recording in my living room office right now that has grown enough that people from around the world that in another city, in another country, are listening to us and coming up and being like, I listen to you every day. You're the best part of my morning. It's such a wild thing to process that uh, I wouldn't trade that feeling for the world. It gives me a lot of pride in knowing that we bring people a big part of their morning every single day of the week. <laughs> um, there was a draft and I also sometimes get recognized at malls. So <laughs> <laughs> It's the weirdest thing ever. People will sometimes like will will say hi, and I I love when people say hi, but they're not creepy about it. So please always feel free. Um, and so that's been that wasn't an unexpected benefit. I think an unexpected benefit was me falling back in love with the Habs because I'd been very jaded about hockey after covering them uh, for so long, and then doing uh, another different radio show when the Habs were really not good. Uh, it's it's made me care about the Habs again. Uh, Kevin, our really good friend who I hope you're listening in the car with your kids, uh, like you always do. And you always tell us about it. Um, congratulations. Is there anything about this experience that has actually gone the way you expect it or has it been controlled chaos all along? 
So Kevin, our first episode that we ever recorded together, we had to re-record. That has not happened very often, thankfully, knock on wood, in 1,000 episodes. But I I do believe it's happened two or three times total. We've had audio issues. We've had my Wi-Fi issues. We've had, I have to stop the recording because a cat is screaming in the background or a puppy is screaming in the background. Like, it's controlled chaos, but we've gotten much better at controlling the the parameters of said chaos. We've had news break in the middle of the show, which sooner or later is going to happen. When you host a podcast, news will break while you are in a show. Uh, all through that is I've just kind of learned how to roll with it and handle all of that. So uh, it's been it's been an experience. You learn a lot after your first like hundred episodes that it becomes like second nature and you were just unfazed by things going wrong at that point. How in the heck do you have the stamina to do a thousand daily shows? Well, Scott has a lot of energy drinks um, <laughs> and uh, I have spite. I literally have spite every time I think that I don't have the energy to do this show. Uh, some misogynist or other leaves a review or a comment and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be here for a thousand more episodes. Thanks to you. For those who are watching on YouTube, the fourth thumbnail or the fourth segment is labeled this one is for the haters. Uh, We're not going anywhere. And we did a thousand episodes. So suck on that, to be quite Uh, honest. (laughs) Um, And then our friend Ryan Lee. Congrats. What is something you said in a previous podcast that you regret now? And two, what is something that you said where you want to say to the other, I told you so? (laughs) I've said a lot of dumb things on this podcast, so I can't really limit it down to one. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I, I look back sometimes on the reaction to things and sometimes they work out. And part of that is, you know, you eat the loss on that. I'm wrong on this show a lot, probably more than I'm right about things. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a point where I want to tell Laura, I told you so, because that's not really like how I operate. I don't have spite towards Laura. If someone I don't like on the internet was like, hey, you're going to be wrong about this, and I was right, then I will throw it in their face because (laughs) I'm a petty, petty individual. But I've never had any moment where I've kind of been like, Laura, you were wrong, and now I'm going to dance on your grave about it because that feels weird for someone that I've done a thousand episodes of a show with. And for the most part, it's that if we don't agree on something, she's made a good argument that I have to look at that and kind of think, yep. That absolutely makes sense. So, um, We've got a couple more questions. One is from our good friend J.D. Young. When will Scott eat something terrible? Since the Sharks had a worse, worse, uh, worse record than the Habs last season. Scott, I believe you made a bet and J.D. is asking you to pay up. We'll do hot ones at some point. Once I get back from Dallas and kind of figure out this whole way. I have an insanely busy March and February like lined up for things. At some point in one of those weekends, we will find time to do hot ones again. We'll open it up to a live stream and I can suffer through uh, my penance for all the dumb bets that I made last year. Uh, our really good friend, Emma Lilly, the main account. Oh, uh, for the mailbag, what was your personal highlight of the past 1,000 episodes? My personal highlight um, was running into a certain general manager. Uh, on the street <laughs> and watching as his face registered recognition. I think for me, the the post game seven against Toronto in the 21, 21 playoffs was one of the wildest things because after that, 
there was a lot of, Hey, we want you to do radio hits and we want to do this. And then they just kept the good vibes rolling uh, right down to Arturi Lekkinen scoring on St. Jean Baptiste uh, to go to the Stanley cup final. That 2021 run was both the highest of highs and lowest of lows and the most fun I've had covering a hockey team in a long, long time. Uh, we got time for maybe one more before we got to wrap the show up here. And I saved um, our family member uh, for <laughs> last, uh, Ian Boisvert of the Build Podcast, uh, who we love very much and uh, likes to say I'm part of the Locked On Canadians Extended Universe. Uh, I <laughs> saved the best for last. And uh, it's a good question. What advice would you give to episode one, Laura and Scott? Things aren't always going to go your way. There's going to be bumps in the road. You're going to have bad stretches of team play. You're going to have days where there's nothing to talk about. We started this podcast and COVID hit a couple of months later. Like we were without hockey to talk about for a good chunk of the first year of this podcast. And then the Habs were bad. And, and then the Habs good, were bad. And then, and, then they made, and then they made the playoffs <laughs> anyways, because the NHL needed money. Uh, Basically, you're going to learn that things aren't always going to go your way and how you can be flexible and adapting to that. We watched some really bad hockey. We are still watching some really bad hockey. Uh, learning how to adapt to that and still make it interesting. The minute you learn that, even when the team is bad, everything is a breeze. And for me, honestly, like for Lauren Scott, it's exactly what you said. You can't expect it. You can't control it. Um, you just kind of sometimes you just have to ride the wave and um and and stay true to ourselves like the one thing that i'm really proud of is that we were never clickbaity sometimes we trolled opposing fan bases um what no and, never no and sometimes we did we, we we you know when we talked about nhl rumors we really emphasized it in the title for the keywords but we were never clickbaity and personally for me um you know almost five years ago now starting this podcast on day one I was always nervous. I have a lot of anxiety, even until today, before we start recording or even during recording, you'll notice that I do get anxious, particularly during solo shows. And I would say that no matter what, um, there's always going to be people that don't like you. And at the end of the day, they don't matter. Like anybody who leaves a comment saying like, I don't like the girl on the podcast or I don't like the chick on the podcast or people leave bad reviews because one time I had a cold and I didn't like the sound of my voice that week. <laughs> um, like they literally leave bad Apple reviews about me. And at the end of the day, like people still keep coming. Our numbers still keep growing. And the people who have constructive criticism and valid uh, hockey arguments matter more than any rando who just doesn't like me. And like I said, what motivates me and what keeps me going a lot of times is spite. And I'm not going anywhere until I'm good and ready. That'll wrap up our thousandth episode. Laura will be back next week. I am traveling for work, so I will not be back until the week after that. But as always, thank you for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your daily podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, or on youtube.com. Tell all your friends, check out Locked On Sports today. Thank you so much for all of your support and here's to another thousand episodes. Mm -hmm.